Welcome to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. You can also check us out online at realchurchcoweta.com or jump on Facebook at Real Church Coweta. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Well, 2020 is over. Oh, you didn't hear me. 2020 is over. Yes, 2020 is over. Hey, listen, uh, I am so glad you guys are here today. If you're watching from home, thanks for joining us today. I want to tell you at home, 2020 is over as well. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I have never been so excited to kick a year to the curb. I was ready to do it. So I was very happy about doing it as well. So give me a second. Brandon, come on up here. Thank you. Brandon, grab me a water. I got a frog in my throat a little bit this morning, so thank you so much. Well, last week I asked you the question, will this be the year? If you watch virtually online, I asked you the question, will this be the year? And so I was planning on following up with starting Hebrews. The, the, the book of Hebrews chapter 10 is where we're actually, we left off, and we're going to finish that up hopefully in January, maybe a little bit in February but I don't know why I just felt like today I needed to talk about something a little different <clears throat> today. God really imposed on me. And so this may be the shortest message I've ever done or the longest. It may be, it may be the, uh, um, uh, it may sound more like a football coach than it does a pastor. Uh, I have no idea, but I do feel like I need to challenge you with something today that is a longstanding, um, uh, it's a longstanding truth that has been lost in today's society. I want you to hear that again. This is a long-standing truth that has been lost in today's society that we're going to talk about. All right, and I want to begin my message today by letting you know this: uh, this could be the year that you decide to make a change. It could be. I don't, I'm not sure if it will be for you, but it could be. I want to tell you a little bit about my friend Chance. Chance Cox. I asked him if I could share this. Chance is sitting right there. Chance and Amy <clears throat> are sitting right over there. I met Chance when I was uh, when when our boys were in uh, fourth and fifth and sixth grade around that time. Chance actually helped with a ministry that we that we had created. He actually helped lead that ministry, crazy ministry of about 35 to 40 fifth and sixth graders. How about that? <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so it was kind of nuts. So going to camps and doing all those kind of things. And one of the things that I, one of the things that I, I, I recognized really quick with Chance is, is that Chance had a very good and stable job. Okay. He, I knew that because his wife dressed really nice and spent a lot of money. So, uh, I'm just kidding. So I'm kind of kidding, but I'm kind of, it's kind of true. So, uh, but, uh, I always knew when Wendy said, Hey, uh, Amy and I are going to go out to lunch. I was like, okay, I need to check my bank account because it's getting ready to go low, low, low. So, but, uh, anyway, but Chance and Amy have been close friends with us. Uh, I consider one of my dearest friends. Chase is on our leadership team. Uh, and I, the story I'm going to tell you is one of the reasons why he's on our leadership team, and it's this. Chance, um, Chance had a job, a very stable job, uh, uh, and he worked for a very large company. Um, and and he, he was working, he's in a situation where he was working a job, but he wasn't fulfilled at all. Are you with me? He was working a job that paid the bills, and he was working a job that he, that he, 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 uh, he got a really nice paycheck, uh, 
Um, however, he wasn't fulfilled at all. As a matter of fact, uh, I think I can honestly say that he was pretty borderline being miserable uh, in, in, in the position. Uh, a lot of travel uh, on a daily basis. He, he didn't do a lot of traveling overnight, but a lot of traveling on a daily basis all throughout, uh, really around here in South. Um, and, but he, he was just not completely fulfilled. And so a situation came up a couple of years ago that uh, he, he was able to take a buyout, is what they call it. The company was doing some restructuring, and he was offered this, and he came to me and talked to me about it a little bit. Um, and, and he ended up, uh, I was like, well, what do you think you want to do? And he was like, I don't know, man. I really thought about, you know, maybe doing this thing where I rehab homes. And I was like, oh, wow, I never thought you'd do that. Did you, did you, did you do that? <laughs> uh, he had already dabbled in that a little bit. Well, here's what he did, y'all. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. Here's exactly what he did. Um, he, he, he quit. He quit the job. And um, I think that's been two years. Am I right about two years? Two years? Two years. So far, two years. Um, God has provided for him. Uh, uh, from what I have talked to him about and what I see, he's fulfilled in the position that he has. He's no longer uh, working a, a job that he's not fulfilled in. Uh, he's his own boss. Uh, and he wakes up every day and he goes and he does the things that he needs to do uh, to make uh, the income to support his wife's spending habit. So, I'm just kidding, Amy. Amy's working hard too, but here's the situation, guys. He had a choice to make, okay? He could stay in something that was easy, the check was easy to get, but the result was difficult. Are you with me? The result to live with was difficult. So, he was in a job that was not fulfilling, and he told me one time, he said, look, he said, you know, this, uh, I, I forget what I had even been talking about as far as the message goes. But he said, look, you know, I just really felt compelled to do that. And I got to be honest with you, a lot of times when people say, hey, I heard something you said and I felt compelled to do something. I'm like, really? Man, that's awesome. I didn't think anybody listened. Um, but uh, he, he, he did that and, and, and he actually did it. And he's been doing it now for two years. And I'm so impressed with his faith, and what I'm more impressed with is not only his faith, but his understanding about his lack of faith. Are you with me? With his understanding of, hey man, this is all dependent on God. Okay? Now, I love to sit here and tell you that they're like, oh yeah, they get up every morning and they don't worry about anything and everything's fine. Um, uh, it's The big joke is, is we always joke, well, I guess you'll, get, you'll be getting a real job soon. And it just keeps on going and keeps on going. And now eventually he may go back and do something he something else. Who knows? But I can tell you this, for the last two years, I've seen a man who's been more, more fulfilled. Uh, he's been happier. He got to spend, he got to spend two years, uh, the last two years uh, of his life, uh, one of which was his boy was going to be a senior in high school, and the other one was a junior, and then the, the senior graduated, and then the junior graduated. And he got to spend those two years doing close things with his, with his kids, um, hanging out with his wife, with his friends, and all those things didn't rely on a position. And the reason why is, and I'm not telling everybody to go quit their jobs today, what I'm telling you is, is that if, if God poses something to you, then he's going to provide for you. Are you with me? He's going to provide for you. But here's the caveat that I want you to hear. And this is the part that we've lost. It's not always going to be easy. All right? Can I tell you something? It hasn't been easy street uh, for Chance and Amy. It hasn't. It hasn't been easy street at all. 
it, it hasn't been something that just kind of came about and everything flowed. And No, that's not how it is. And let me tell you why it hasn't been easy street. And we're going to talk about this a little more in the message. But here's the reason why it hasn't been easy street. The reason why is, is because if it was easy street, it probably wouldn't be worth doing to begin with. Are you with me? Are you with me? So here, what I want to talk to you guys about today is this. Uh, it's found in Psalm 37.5. I want you to, I, I, we, have, we should have it back there. I'm actually going to turn back a verse or two. Verse 3 in Psalm 37 says this. It says, trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live safely in the land and you'll prosper, is what it says. And verse 4 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the, your heart's desires. And then here's verse 5. Commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him and he will help you. So it's saying this, it's saying do good, do the right thing, and then commit everything you do to the Lord. Commit your job, commit your marriage, commit everything you do to the Lord, and he will help you. The title of the message today is New Year, New You. Maybe. <laughs> new Year, New You. Maybe. I want you to know something today, and these are the things that I want to talk to you about a little bit. And here's, here's something that's been lost in our society, and I want you to hear it. Here it is. Life, your life, isn't supposed to be easy. I want you to hear that again. <clears throat> Young people, your life isn't supposed to be easy. All right? Parents, your life isn't supposed to be easy. Older adults in here, you're, you already know this, older adults, but I'm going to tell you anyway, your life isn't supposed to be easy. You know how I always tell you guys that no one ever changes their mind from a social media post? I posted something I thought was very funny, but very true and obvious. And it's this, it was a picture and some of you guys probably followed along to see how I was going to react. It was a picture, and it said this. It said, it's easy. Take out student loans. Pay your student loans. That's how it goes. It's easy. Boy, did that get some people riled up. They got mad. Especially the millennials, they got real mad. Oh, I had people from my former churches and from, I've got people I hadn't seen in 25 years. Y'all probably saw them, went off, went off about, well, you don't understand. And, and here's the thing, I want them to know. Yeah, I do understand. Now, I typed out 50 responses and never hit send. The good thing is, is I had church members who don't listen to my sermons that they jumped right in with both feet, Brandon Hobby. They really did. Listen, they really, they really did. Listen, they, man, they were defending me and I loved it. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, but here's the situation. We have raised a generation that thinks everything is free. And nothing is free. We have raised a generation that thinks that everyone owes them something. 
and that life owes them something. And the truth of the matter is, is the opposite is true. God says this, God says, I have created you for good works. Do good works, and when you do the things that you're doing, trust God, and He will direct your path, it says. He will bless what you're doing when you trust Him. That's what it says. But for some reason, we have trained young people, and I don't know what it is, but we've trained some younger people, and I'm not knocking on the younger people, it's the older people too, we have trained people in this society to think that life is supposed to be easy. And the truth of the matter is that life is not supposed to be easy. It's not. It was never intended to be easy. And any change that you want to make today, any change that you want to make in your life is not supposed to be easy. I want to ask you a question. When was the last time that you did something easy that you're proud of? What have you done in your life that was easy and that you're proud of? I, had, I asked that question to someone. Someone said, I gave my life to Jesus. That was easy. I said, it wasn't easy for Jesus. It wasn't. When is the last time you've done something easy that you're proud of? Here's the answer. Never. Never. Everything that you've done in your life that has been difficult that has challenged you, that you have trusted God, believed in yourself, and overcome, those things are the things that you're most proud of. They are. What are the things that I'm most proud of? Raising kids. Easy? Not by a million years is it easy. What are the things that you're most proud of? I don't know. Another thing I'm proud of is our, we, we celebrated 25 years. 25 years the other day, Wendy and I did. Easy, a little easier for me than it was Wendy, if I'm being honest with you. All right? But listen, was it easy? No, it's not easy. No. Because she doesn't agree with everything I say. And it makes no sense, but she doesn't. Are you with me? No, it's not easy. Those things, those things are difficult. College. Are you proud of going to college? Was it easy? No, it's not easy. If the school's easy, paying for it's not. It's not supposed to be that way. Why is that? Well, here's the reason why. And I want you to hear this. This is something that's been lost in our society today. We were created for hard work. I want you to get that. We were created to work hard. It's no one else's responsibility to take care of you. It's you taking your God-given gifts and talents connecting with the Savior, with the Creator and Savior who loves you, and going out and diligently pursuing that which God has put before you. That is what your job is. That's what your job is. You were created to do hard things. I know you think I'm crazy. Genesis chapter 2 says this. I think we have it up there. Genesis chapter 2. Man, here's the situation. God has created man. He's in the garden. There's communion between God and man. Everything's great. God's in full control. Everything's going well. There's a communion. There's a connection here with God and man. The connection hadn't been broken yet because of the fall. And what does God tell man to do? Well, in chapter, verse 15, he says, The Lord placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend it and watch over it. Okay? To tend it and watch over it. You know what he told him to do? 
I want you to cut the grass in the Garden of Eden. All right? I want you to cut back the, the, the bushes and I want you to tend it. I want you to garden it. I want you to do, I want you to work, is what he said. Anytime my dad told me to tend to something, it meant work. That's what he wanted me to do. You know what I mean? That's what he wanted me to do. And that's, isn't it amazing? Because we think the Garden of Eden is them laying back and eating grapes and hanging out and saying hey to God. That's what we think, but that's not what happened at all. Man was put in the Garden of Eden and he worked. He worked in the Garden of Eden. Now, why would God do that? They had perfection. They had connection. They had it. Why would God do that? Let me tell you why he'd do it. Because we were created. We were created. We were created to be people that are creative, that learn, that are challenged. We were created to strive. We were created to push ourselves. We were created to do hard things. What thing are you most proud of? And how difficult was it? What's happened, though, is that hard work and striving has been replaced by complaints and excuses. Complaints and excuses. That's what's replaced it. Complaints. My life isn't fair. It's not. My life, uh, I, I should have gotten this. this here's, the, here's the real popular one. That person has a better, he has a, a better chance than I do because of the situation that I grew up in. That's a, that's a popular one. Listen, can I tell you something? That's probably true. It probably is true. As a matter of fact, I'll say it is true. Some people have it, ha have it easier as it relates to school and life and society and everything. That still doesn't negate the fact that you were created to be challenged and to strive. That doesn't create the fact that God hadn't laid out a plan and a purpose for you. It's not. It's not. And so a lot of times we can get into complaining or making excuses when what God wants to do is, is he wants to come in, like he said, and he wants to help us. He wants to help us achieve that which he has set for us. But it's going to be difficult. And if it wasn't difficult, it wouldn't be worth doing. Your life isn't supposed to be easy. Here's the truth. We all fall short. We all fall short. We fall short. When we fall short, you have a chance. Listen, I crammed four years of college into ten. Are you with me? I know I was an overachiever. Four years of college into ten. When I graduated college, and I got my master's degree when I was 31, I got a master's in education, and I was getting ready to teach biology. My mom pulled me aside and said, can you really teach biology? And I honestly had to look at her and say, I don't know. But my master's degree says I have, and the state apparently thinks I can, so I'm going to believe I can. 
That's how great of a student I was between my, when did I start being a bad student? First grade. Once you, we pulled away from sugar cookies and orange juice, I was out. I was like, oh man, I'm terrible. Here we go. Uh, once a pen and piece of paper, the big fat pencils, I don't know if they use those anymore, but those are the bomb. Those big fat pencils, once a fat pencil was put in my hand, my, my grades went downhill. They really did. I almost failed fifth grade and seventh grade and ninth grade. I did good in 11th grade. I don't know why, but I, I really did. But it was a constant struggle for me in school. So I took a class here and a class there and here and there. And, you know, I, I, it's really funny. You know how you have to pay like 10 bucks to have your transcript sent to the another, next college? I think mine was like 80 bucks. I called the lady, I said, do you guys need every transcript? Any class you wanted counted? And I was like, good Lord. I mean, it was like back then we didn't have like, there wasn't free, free calling. And so I had to like, I had to pay money for the long distance calls and all the transcripts. And back then you didn't even have a debit card. I had to write a check and wait on them. Are you with me? I came four years into 10. But I did it. Was it hard? Yes. Was it challenging? Yes. Would I do it over again? Maybe. But I did. It's not supposed to be easy. You know? Listen, can I tell you something? I didn't ask her if I could share this, but Diana Shirey's sitting over here. She's going back to college. She came down over and over again knowing that God had bigger things for her. And she enrolled in college. And I hope he's not watching today, but she had the worst math teacher that was ever created in the history of the earth at the college that she attends. I kind of hope he is listening, Diana. He was awful. Awful. You ever had one of those teachers? Yes. You ever been one of those teachers? No, nah, not really. He was awful. She gutted her way through it. And she, why? Why would she do that? Why? Let me tell you what it's not about. It's not about the money. It's not. Jeremy's bankrolling, man. He's like, I mean, hand over fist. I mean, he's really not. Maybe he is. I don't know. But, like, I mean, it's not about the money. It's not. What is it? It's a higher calling that she knows is going to be difficult, yet she's doing it anyway because you're supposed to do hard things. And she wants to do something that she feels like God has promised he's going to help with. God is going to come and help with, and they're going to do it together. And then she's going to have an impact on people, children that she teaches, and people that she encounters, and on and on and on. All the while, get this, all the while being fulfilled from the calling that which that God has given her. How cool is that? But it's not supposed to be easy. Here's the next thing I want you to know. Making changes isn't supposed to be easy. It's not. Making changes isn't supposed to be easy. A lot of us have lived with these patterns in our life over and over and over and over and over and over again because it's what mom and dad did over and over and over and over again and their grandparents did over and over and over and over again. It is. Those patterns that we live in. It's not supposed to be easy. Change is not supposed to be easy. Here's how I know that. If change was supposed to be easy... Everyone would change. And no one seems to want to change. No one seems to want to change. 
there's a couple of ways that you find out if you need to change. One is, is you've already known it. You've already known it. It's like, it's been something, you know, Romans chapter 7 says this, and Lynn, I'm not sure if I even put that in there, but Romans chapter 7, basically I'll sum it up with this, you know, I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it, instead I do what I hate. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, and I, it, that's what it says, it says, I don't know why I do this, I, I, I want to do what's right, but instead I do what I don't like, and, and I keep doing, and it's like a battle. It's Paul writing here, it's a battle. It's hard. It's difficult. What I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. It's, it's really difficult. And then if you keep on reading, it says, who in the world will save me from this? And it says, thank the Lord, Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, that which has my back. Christ Jesus is the one that will save me from this dilemma. Maybe your change is something you've dealt with for years. Hey, let me tell you guys something. It's not supposed to be easy. It's not. It's not supposed to be easy. A lot of people use the excuse, well, that's just who I am. You know, that's just who I am. That's just who you are. Oh, you just don't know me. That's just who I am. Can I tell you something? Bullcrap, that's who you are. No. Listen, it may be who you are right now, It's not who God created you to be. And a lot of us use that excuse over and over and over again. And it's not, it's not who you are supposed to be. It's not. God did not create you to be rude. He didn't create you to be angry. He didn't create you to to tick people off all the time. He He didn't create you to be in conflict all the time. He didn't, and I could go on. He didn't create you to have a personality that gets on people's nerves. He on and on and on and on. He didn't create you to be that way. And I would bet that if you're making that excuse, that's just who I am, more than likely you know deep down that there's things that you need to change about yourself. And it's not who you are. It's not. Just because your mom told you that's who you are doesn't mean that's who you are. It doesn't. Listen, I had a temper growing up. Here's a secret. I still have a temper sometimes. But I had a temper growing up. And I mean, it was a bad temper. It was a, y'all listen, I held my breath one time until I passed out. And my dad freaked out and took me to the doctor. And, my, and the doctor said, look, next time he does that, take him outside. This was back in the day. This is back in the mid-70s. I'm not sure if this would be child abuse now, but it was close. I held my breath, my little ginger-headed self, fire engine, fire my head. I'd get so mad, I'd held my breath. You know what that doctor told my dad to do? Take him outside and spray him with a water hose. And that's what he did. My dad, I held my breath, and my dad jerked me up and sprayed me down with a water hose. And I wouldn't hold my breath anymore. It's a miracle, isn't it, how things change? Isn't that kind of crazy? Isn't that kind of crazy? It is. It is. So is a temper who I am? No. No, it's not who I am. It's not who I was created to be. It may be who I was when I was younger. Do I have a natural tent, a slant, my personality, my DNA, have a natural slant toward having a temper? Yeah, I do. I do. Everybody's got different temperaments. Hey, that's what makes the world go around, right? 
You know, somebody's got to rant and rave on Facebook. It might as well be me and Brandon. You know what I mean? We might as well do it. Most of the time, we know what we need to change. Sometimes it has to be pointed out to us, though. Sometimes having to change has to be pointed out to us. And I want to tell you something. Proverbs 27.6 says this. I want you to hear this. Proverbs 27.6 says, says, I think I have it up there. It says, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. I want you to hear that. Wounds from a sincere friend are better, are better than kisses from an enemy. I want you to hear this, hear this clear. If someone is bold enough, if someone loves you enough to come and tell you something that you need to look at, then you need to look at it, especially if it's from a friend. Now, if some Joe Schmo comes up and tells you what you need to do and what you don't need to do, they don't have the permission to speak into your life. But people that love you enough that can speak into your life, people that love you enough that you can say, hey, listen, I have trusted this person for a long time. This person knows me. And listen, here's a great test. If this person has nothing to gain from telling you this, then it's probably true. It's probably true. If they have nothing to gain. Now, if you're in a relationship, you're dating someone, and they start telling you everything you need to change, well, maybe, they, maybe that's not true. I don't know. But if someone who cares enough about you, because listen, it's hard to tell people. It's hard to tell people that, you are, uh, that something's going on or, or this is something that maybe you need to look at. It's hard to do that. It really is. But the Scripture says, uh, there's another verse that says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, Okay. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. You can trust when someone loves you enough to come and sit down and say, hey, listen, this is something I think you need to look at because it's difficult. Oftentimes, though, when we do this, you know what we do as people? We get ticked off and we shoot the messenger. And you know what you've done when you shot the messenger? You have, you have taken an opportunity that God has put in front of you and you have ruined the opportunity and more than likely, that messenger will not come back again and tell you anything because when they do, they know that that's the response they're going to get. And they're just not going to do it. And so you've ruined an opportunity to learn and to grow. The people that have the right to tell me about certain things are very few and far between. It's a very small circle of people that I give the right to speak into my life. But I do give them the right to speak into my life. And I do try my best to listen when they do because there's nothing they have to gain except my good. That's it. Change is not supposed to be easy. Your life is not supposed to be easy. The worst part, this could be the worst part, is when God points it out. You know, we know it, people see it, but when God points it out, if you guys ever, I've done this so many times, if you guys ever, you guys ever, like for me it would be, man, I've got to really watch my temper, I've got to really watch my anger, you know, and I turn on the radio you know what I mean? And, and they're, they're playing a song, and it's like, hey, yeah, anger. I'm like, what was that? And then I, I, I turn the radio dial and something else, and then I watch a show, and I, like, I turn on, and it's Dr. Phil. We're talking today about anger. And it's like everything that I turn on, every website that I go to, everything that I do, it has to do with anger. It's like God keeps throwing things left and right and left and right and left and right. Hey, listen, he can use anything. If he can use a donkey to get his word across, he can for sure use a commercial, a TV show. He can use those things. He can definitely use people too in your life. God will point it out to you as well. But here's the key. The key is, is when you know there needs to be a change, when you know that life's not supposed to be easy, you, you are the one. 
that has the responsibility. You are the one that has the responsibility to engage with God and go through the process of making that happen. Claire Stinson is at home today. Uh, she's watching from home. Claire, hello. Uh, I, I call her in my notes. I put theologian Claire Stinson <laughs> because on Friday she posted something and I was like, wow, Claire, I'm actually talking about this on Sunday. But what she posted was so good. And here's what it said. It said, to anyone wanting to make a change, you decide. It may take effort, hard work, being uncomfortable, getting away from toxic people or things, a new scenery, a new way of thinking, some failing attempts along the way, but you will get there. And here, here's what I love. First, you must decide, is it going to be one day or day one? You decide. Is today for you one day I'm going to do that or is it day one? The only reason that you would not make it day one, the only reason is because it's difficult. There's no other reason. And I'm here to tell you, life is not supposed to be easy. Life is supposed to be difficult. It's how God set it up. Day one may be difficult. Day one may mean you fail time and time again, but you keep getting back up. And you keep getting back up. A lot of us here today, a lot of us, what we want is, is we want, you know, we know the story of the tortoise and the hare, you know, the turtle and the rabbit. We know that story. And we all want, we all want our lives making changes, things to happen. We all want it in rabbit time. But we know in the end the turtle wins. Spoiler alert. If you hadn't read the book. The turtle wins. And here's the reason why God does it that way. And here's the reason. When change is slow, it's more meaningful. And it's more meaningful because that time period between where you are now and where you want to be, that time period is where you deepen your relationship with God. It's the time where you connect with God the most. It's the time where you rely on God the most. It's the time where you depend on God the most. That's what happens. Listen, you guys, it all starts with God. Your new beginning begins with God. The new you begins with God. It does. And you have to decide. You have to decide. Some of you may be thinking, well, I know Chance is doing great now, but what if something else doesn't come along? What if, oh, I can tell you this, I bet you he'd tell you right now if he was up here. Yeah, I'm going back to a nine to five. But man, those last two years have been an awesome ride. That's what he would tell you. Diana would say, yeah, you know what? School's really hard. But every day when I walk into that new school and I walk into that classroom knowing that I achieved what I did, you forget about all those things. It fades away. It does. Listen, you guys, don't look for people to bail you out. Don't look for people to walk your walk. Don't ask people to do things for you because you want your life to be easier. Your life's not supposed to be easy. What we're supposed to do is, is we're supposed to engage with God and see what He does along the way 
as he walks with us, as he guides us, and as he directs us. And that is the message that I have for you today. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word, God, that challenges us to do difficult things. Thank you so much for your word that is so clear that we were not created to have an easy life. We were not created to have a, a life that is, that, that is you know, of, of comfort, but that, we, but that we were created to strive and to achieve and, and God to change and to grow and all of this is centered around you. And so God, I pray right now that people that are here would be bold enough to make a change that they know they need to make. And God, if they don't know they need to make it, I pray that you would send people in their lives and tell them, hey, I love you. This is an area I see I think you would have more, more joy in. This is an area I see you would have more fruit in. And God, if you need to step in and make it abundantly clear. New you, new year, maybe. I think it depends on the attitude that we take and that which we look to for our power and our strength. God, may you guide and direct us. In the strong and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I know today's message may not have seemed encouraging, but I hope it was. Because there's nothing better, there's nothing better than meeting a challenge head on and watching how God uses you to attain and achieve that challenge and the feeling of accomplishment, and the growth that you feel on the inside, there's nothing better than that. Maybe I'm different, but I can tell you what, I love a good challenge. I love a good challenge. I love, I love, I love a good competition. I love a good challenge. And I'm going to tell you something, God puts challenges in front of us every day. Embrace it and watch what he does. Let's stand up and sing the final worship song. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Real Church Coweta. If you have any questions or would like to contact us, please visit our website at realchurchcoweta.com and click on the Contact Us tab. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Worship Center on the campus of Central Christian School in Sharpsburg. Until then, God bless and remember to love God, love others, and live real.